Abroad in Education is a podcast that unpacks the international suitcase through interviews with EdPats. EdPats are expatriates working in education and living in some of the most beautiful places around the globe. I'm your host, Tiffany Lachelle, and you can find out more about me at abroadineducation.com. And now, the show. Welcome to part two of Microaggressions in China. In the previous episode, you were listening to a conversation between Yolanda and I about her experience in Shanghai, China. In part two, you'll hear a little bit about her experience with maintaining relationships, basically going into a little bit more conversation about her experiences with her co-workers and also into intimate relationships and sustaining those as well. We talk a little bit about the power of the American passport and then also her initial motivations for going abroad. I hope you enjoy. Um, but when it comes to say, okay, you mentioned like intimate relationships. Um, that's funny because <laughs> that is um, in Kuwait. That was I don't know how to like. It's just I don't know how to even explain it. It was just different. I remember my my, my friend Crystal. She's like, Lana, we gotta get out of here so we can get married. Like we can't be yeah, up in we yeah. can't be up in, in Kuwait. You know what I mean? But I I honestly have like this feeling like what's meant for you will be for you. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever you're supposed to be, that person will be there, you know? Um, but in Kuwait, it was, there was a lot of, for example, there's a lot of contractors. So, you know, probably former military, and you could, like, date them. There's other teachers, you know? Um, but that was mainly the thing about, or Arabs, like, other, like, Arab nationals or military, which people typically are like, no, nah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, no offense. No <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what I heard. Um, but um, there there was that. And then you get over to China. And I think there's a little bit... Um, China's different in the sense that, like, there are more people there for business. You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, there there's something nice about the fact, like, okay, I don't have to date anybody who's in the education field. Because there's a lot of finance, financiers, and a lot of people just doing all this international business. So, there's a possibility of you dating one of them. Um, but just dating in general is just, I feel like it's hard. And I, and I think people were, I have some friends who are back home and they were like, why don't you come home and, and settle down? I'm like, y'all ain't settled down. Right. Like, right. y'all ain't got nobody. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's not going, it's not going to change. It's like, it's like, I, and I would prefer that I date somebody out here because like they're, they know that, that they probably want like the same thing as me. Like I kind of like. Do you want to stay abroad? Okay, we're gonna stay abroad. If right. I if I go date somebody back there, just like you know, like I want to stay next to my family. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. Just, <laughs> so you stay and I'll go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, exactly. So it's just like it's 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 different. But again, like I'm I'm talking to some guy who's like who lives in in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right now, and and I have to be like, okay, check my thing. Like, he's, <laughs> yes, he's not up yet. He's not back from work. Right. Or, right. You know what I mean? I was looking for a job um, a couple years before I came to um, to China, and my friend was trying to get me to come um, to take her job because she was leaving in Russia. Thank God that didn't happen. Oh, but I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Great school. Nothing wrong with it. I just, I just can't be 
a little chocolate chip and Russians. Don't want to do it. You know? <laughs> and so um, she was, and so she was probably two or three years older than me. And so I was probably like 33 at the time or something like that. And so she was talking about like dating in Russia and she's now married with somebody else, but she's talking about dating Russia and how like, you know, it's really aggressive and da da um, And, but she was talking about like the online dating and she's like, you know, you just have to watch out for the 35 drop. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I would get all these dates when I was 34. And then the second I turned 35, like there was nothing populating up in my, in my, um, in my Tinder or my, or all the bumbles out yeah. by then, but it was, mm-hmm. there was nothing populating. Like I, I would get nothing. She goes, but then I was asking a couple of friends is, is that men typically who was like around their age range, they would go from like, say like the. 30 27 to like 30 to 35 or 34 sometimes you score to 34 and so if you're on the other end of that like 35 you're not populating with them anymore oh wow and so she just saw this sheer just this drop in anything you know she's like you have to you have to be really really mindful she goes it's kind of thing like oh my gosh my needs good because you're also thinking like men would be like are her eggs any good? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> like, I don't want to be no 35-year-old girl. Like, <laughs> like, you know, little PYT, little younger right. gender, you know? 34. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but the thing is, so I was really worried about that when I turned 35. I, you know, I look real good because black don't crash. Yeah, uh-huh. you, know? you know, that's right. <laughs> but I I was a little scared when I when I turned 35 and I was trying. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm getting a drop. But I felt the exact opposite. You know, I felt the guys that I was seeing there, because I'm like, I don't need to have like 800 people populate up in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, the thing is when I'm um, 35, so I'm now my age range is like 35 to like 40 or 41. All the guys who are on there are intentional. They're just like, hey, I don't got time for all these little fun and games. Yeah, like yes. I want, like I want somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm 35. And a family I, and to travel. And- yeah, I can't run around all this stuff. So the thing is, like, all the guys who are I was meeting, they're just like, yeah, I want something. I want something. Like, what do you want? Like, and they're and everything they're they're saying is like, hey, you want kids? You want this? Da, da, da. And they're able just to knock it out. And you're like, it's so nice not to have like to play these little games, you know? And so a lot of people who are. Um, who I'm uh, working with, whatever, who's on this dating thing, and they're just like, and I'm telling them, like, you get on there because they're intentional because they always think that Tinder is, like, more something like a um, like a hookup site. And I'm like, it could be, but you right. can say, I am not here for a hookup. Yeah. Like, please don't expect it. Please swipe left. <laughs> but, like, I'm like, but it, the, the men who are on there after, like, 35, they are very intentional. Like, I really want something. I want... And like, what is it that you want? No, okay. And then they're like, let's let's cut bait and let's go somewhere else. Like cut bait and like we'll that's funny. Maybe and, uh, I'm doing it wrong then. <laughs> I had to get off of Tinder mm-hmm. because I was seeing a lot of the crazies. But mm-hmm. maybe it's because I was I was too stopping at you know I would do maybe thirty one to like maybe thirty seven. You know what thirty? And the thing is, thirty one is still trying to get that, that ideal. That booted booted. Yeah. <laughs> Like one one person says, like, oh, I don't want to have any. I want somebody who doesn't have any kids and da 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 da. da. It's like when you're 35, right? You're, you're 30, you 35 kids. over. <laughs> like there is an expectation. Oh, she's most likely possibly gonna have a kid. She he like I most likely am mm-hmm. going to have like a child. Where for him, he's probably gonna have a child. So like there's like oh we're we were done real life stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like. 
Like, we know that all this is this happening. We've already done real life stuff. Like, and so we're going to take it seriously. But when you're 31, you still hold on to that dream. Like, I'm still young. Mm-hmm. I can still, I can still me, pull a 23-year-old. You know what I mean? <laughs> somebody doesn't have any kids or something right. like that. You know what I mean? So, like, there's still, like, that dream, that possibility. And so the fact that, like, you're 35, it's like, no, like, this is real life. Real people have children at this age. and Or they should have. So... So when you're on Tinder in China, mm-hmm. with the VPN on, of course, yeah, with the VPN, that's block too. <laughs> you have to tell me what people, what kind of people pop up through your Tinder. So there are a lot of businessmen. There are obviously teachers, and I've seen teachers who I work with who are like next door to me on there. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like lift. <laughs> um, there's yeah, a lot of business people. Um, sometimes a lot of, um, just like travelers, like people who are just like, oh, I'm just here for like the weekend, you know, Mm -hmm. there's pilots on there. Um, are there a lot of people of color popping up? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a decent amount. Mm -hmm. Oh, it sounds like Minnesota. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a We're peppered in there. And there's actually, what I found that was interesting, there's a lot of like, um, like Chinese, like professional sports teams that have a lot of um like people who just didn't make it to the nba they were like really good but not as good enough to be in the nba and they play for teams in china oh and so there's a lot, a lot of like black men oh, yeah who are, pay, play overseas yeah so like there's like it says like professional athlete i'm like how and then i'm like oh okay you're a professional basketball player in china for like the shanghai sharks or or something like that. So you'll see like those I people. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then they'll block. Or or what I've seen a lot is like say like, you know, gyms are popping up. Or like they'll have like. Or these men who used to be in like these these leagues or whatever. They'll end up being um, opening up some type of like sports basketball camp. Mm-hmm. For um, a lot of like the, um, like, you know, the Chinese, you know, you know, population or whatever. Um, like camps, whatever. And they'll. They'll have like these these basketball camps, whatever. And so like they'll have like these these businesses and stuff. So that's what I'm mainly seeing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm mainly seeing. Okay. So let's shift a little bit because mm-hmm. you've shared so much about your experience mm-hmm. so far. So let's backtrack. Mm-hmm. What what even encouraged you to want to go into international counseling? Okay. Well, I didn't even know about it until um, I was uh, interviewing for uh, my grad school program. I had to drive an interview to um, my grad school. Go Lewis and Clark College, Portland, Oregon. But I I had to um, interview for um, for that that program, and one of the professors who was interviewing me um, in the group, and she mentioned that she was a school counselor overseas in Switzerland. And I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I I didn't know anything about any type of international anything. And so I was like, how is that possible? And so um, once I got into the program, I went into her office. I'm like, hey, can you tell me more about what you were talking about? And she was like, yeah. And she goes, and there's this fair, Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. or we went, whatever. And so I, like, that, I was like, as soon as she said that, I was like, bet, done. Because, like, mm-hmm. my thing was is that I was going to stay in Portland because I loved it. I was, I had gotten job offers my first year in grad school to transition to be, like, counselors in a couple of different schools. But after I had heard that, I was like, that, like, that's what I'm doing. But also, I think my, just, like, my thing was, um, when I was little, you know, like, 
and I think that this is kind of true for a lot of kids, um, a lot of people I've talked to, like, National Geographic is my best friend. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And I would, I would rescue the National Geographic from the art class because they would use to cut it up to make, you know, collages. And so I would be rescuing. would rescue it. I would rescue it, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I thought that I was going to be the Indiana Jones of, like, of my time, you know? I mean, I thought I was going to be an archaeologist until I found out how many years you had to go to school. Oh, so goodness. I'm like, yes. forget that life, you know what I mean? Um, but... It was just like, oh, it's like, oh, I need to go there. I need to go here, you know? And then um, when I was 20, I got, like, the bug to travel. And I, I did this Conte Geek trip. And if anybody doesn't know the Conte Geek trip, go Google it before you're 35. Unless I'm going to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But, okay, but um, Say it again. Conte is for okay. um, <clears throat> tours for 18 to 35-year-olds. Okay. And that's, I think, I was telling about, like, how I took 18 countries in 48 days of, like, this tour or whatever. And so, like, that got my bug. And I was like, how do I do this? Like, how do I do this? You know, <laughs> right. I didn't want to be a tour guide, but I was like, how do I do this? And then, um, but then, you know, when I met, like, you know, when I went to grad school and she, um, she mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I could, I could do this. See, the thing is, is like, which is funny about me, I don't like to travel. I don't like, not in the sense, like, I like it when I'm there. I don't like the act of having to plan and go places. Oh, like, my goodness. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate that. You know? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's I, a chore. Yeah, it is. And I'm like, and I don't, I don't have the time or the patience for it. What I do like to do is I like to be in a place where I'm slightly out of center, like where it's like, it's not comfortable for me. Um, I like to be in a place where I'm slightly un- uncomfortable and I'm in a different cultural experience. You know what I mean? So that's what I was looking for is like some like stability and being in a place that I'm uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that like, if that, um, if that makes sense. Um, and so that was kind of what I, what I was what I was looking for um and I just wanted to do like I wanted to see all the things that you know the little Yolanda wanted to do mm-hmm. you know so now um, how old were you when you did the Kentucky I was 20 okay I was 20 and, and that kind of like blew my mind okay you know I mean and it, it was it was funny just because it's like when I was traveling like I was meeting all these people who like also did not I was the only black person on tour out of 50 Oh, wow. Yeah, I was the only black person on the tour of 50. There were some Puerto Ricans. I always count Puerto Ricans as black. But, you know what I mean? But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was the only, like, black person, like, on the tour. And so when we were traveling, like, in a sense, like, I was, like, the conversation. You know what I mean? And I was just always interested in the fact that, like, how come there's nobody else out there? Oh, I was, like, in, we were in, like, Bulgaria. And I was at this, at this McDonald's. And I saw these four black people walk in. And then we looked at each other. And my people on my tour group, they looked at me like, Yolanda, is that your cousin? Yeah, and, so, and I went right <laughs> up to them. And I'm like, like, hey, like, hey. You know what I mean? And like, hi, how are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then like, they, were, they were like working in, in orphanages and like, and, and so I was like, oh, my tour. And it was just so nice. And we're like hugging each other and like and touching each other's arms. <laughs> and I was like on day 30 of this trip. So I was like, I'm so tired of these, you know, other people. Right. <laughs> and so it was like, it was, but it was really interesting just like to see how people like, responded to me, even if they were black or they were, they were not. I mean, just like, I was in Italy, people were like, oh, my God, I love you. Or even being in Oh, girl, you know Italians love just this color. Love oh, this. my goodness. Love this. <laughs> <laughs> or when I went to Egypt, you know what I mean? How many, like, you know, offers of camels and goats and marriage yeah, proposals I yeah. got, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was just like, I was interested to see my reaction. Now, that's kind of famed a bit, you know what I mean? Because my, my reactions Which have... Is- yeah, gone to like the negative now in China. Yeah, but I think also think that that's like you know there's a difference between 
travel and then like living in a place. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so like, you know, China would have been like, oh, that was a funny story, but like, that's not a funny story when it's your everyday existence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, again, I mean, and I, another reason why I left is because like, bless it, America is great, but America is like, there's like this really like monotonous, like you do the same thing every single day and there's not like, there isn't, I feel that there isn't like this, this inherent like culture of traveling. You know what I mean? Like because if you're to travel from the U.S., like oh we gotta get a passport, we gotta get a visa, we had, or just have to get the flight. Like and the thing is, like when you're traveling from the U.S. to like say you know I don't know Asia or like Europe, like it's a long haul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a long mm-hmm. haul. But if like if you're if you're somebody who is like in Europe or in Asia, it ain't nothing to go and travel or get on a train or, or go somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like that isn't like something that is that everybody's trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what everybody's trying to do. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I can't I can't do what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And nothing wrong with what you guys are doing, but like idea of fun is I'm gonna get a car, I'm gonna get a, an apartment and we're gonna go to Vegas. Right, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. right. And like, or Miami. Like, yeah, or, yeah. Or do something real, real big. Was like, oh, we're gonna go to Dominic or the DR. First mm-hmm. of all, if anybody knows me, everybody knows me that I don't like beaches. <laughs> you love I hotel like, rooms. I love hotel rooms. <laughs> like, I don't like humidity. I don't like mosquitoes. I don't like. I don't like sand, salty water. Like, that's not my thing. So it's like, okay, if I'm gonna travel, I'm gonna do my own thing mm-hmm. or whatever. So, but like that was their idea of like, well, let's go do something big. And I'm like, no, that's you. That's you. That was makes you happy. But I don't. I'm not trying to be here. And I ain't trying to go into Dior. Right. You know I mean? Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you're yeah. saying that because I agree. But yeah. I've never been. Yeah. So let's let's shift a little bit because I feel like you've talked a lot about. This, this U.S. context yeah. with the traveling piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of shifting that, one of the things that I've noticed, which I would say it's, it's like a within the past 10 years, mm-hmm. as far as people of color having this urge to travel, you yeah. know, things are changing. Yeah. So literally, it used to be folks weren't even going state to state unless yeah. it was like those Vegas, Miamis, you know, mm-hmm. maybe L.A., yeah. but now, you know, especially on social media, you have black folks that are traveling globally, Yeah, and and almost to the point where it's, it's competitive, it right? Is. I want to have that experience that I saw oh, on social media, mm-hmm. which is fine. I get it. If that's what encourages you, that's completely fine. Why do you think black Americans are choosing to not just travel abroad, mm-hmm. but choosing to go and teach or go and live or mm-hmm. pursuing these careers abroad? Why do you think that's happening right now? Well, I think it's, I mean, and again, this is, there's no facts on this. There's no research right, on this. Right. This is just like me talking to other people. There's a couple of things of just like, you know, it's hard working at, you know, schools where it's like you don't get funded for certain things or you're, um, certain people are, and it's, it's a thankless job. You know what I mean? And, um, and you're probably tired of working with a principal who doesn't support you or like maybe not even the principal, like bureaucracy of like red tape. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. And it's like, it's constantly like, you know, struggling and you're possibly not making any money Mm -hmm. and you're putting in all this time and effort. You're probably, you're, you're coming out of pocket to do certain things for these kids and you love them, but you're just like, I need something for myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I need something for myself. And so a lot of people who I know, they're just like, I just need, I want a break. You know what I mean? And I want to, 
and I see you out here with your cute pictures. <laughs> and I, I see want, you on social media, yeah, and, you're and you paid. looking like you having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's tax free. You know what I mean? Like right. and you're getting tax free, so I'm like, I can do what I can do, and also have a life too. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I'm like, um, there, there's that. But there's also the the part of just wanting to floss. You know what I mean? There, there really, there is the part of wanting to floss, and it's like this, this Instagram filtered. I want that life. You know what I mean? And I, and some people get annoyed when I bring it up, but they know it's true. You know what I mean? But they, and that's, it, they, yeah. they know it's true. It's like, it's like, like, you know, I just, I heard somebody in a group, and I'm not going to mention it because it's a very famous, you know, black travel group, but it's like somebody made like a shirt called, I catch flights, not feelings or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, hashtag. Um, <laughs> like, I guess flights, not feelings or things, but like, that's kind of like travel stoppers. Like, it's like, I want you to see what I'm doing. Like, I want you to see what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like it's the equivalent of, like, with my Jordans. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, it's... And international flights are like Jordans. Yeah, now. exactly. Like, well, like, look what like look what I can do. You know what I mean? And so, like, and the thing is, in a way, there's nothing wrong with that. Because sometimes, like, you, you might have come from a situation where you had nothing. Right. You know what I mean? This, this a, generational debt, right? Yeah. yeah. That's not the lifestyle that you're living yeah. at home. And you couldn't even go, like, again, like, from state to state and, like, yo, ma, look no hands. Right. Like, <laughs> like I am, like, yo, I'm in Abu Dhabi on a candle. <laughs> like, we own the yacht. Yeah, we, we own the boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, look, I'm doing big things with my life. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, and like, and that is like, in a way, like, even though it's sometimes it's not very genuine, it's like, it's encouraging. You know what I mean? Like, Yo, if she can do this, I'm going to go to college. Too. I'm going to yeah. go and become a teacher. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go on these little boat trips or be on camels or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do it. But some of it's not genuine. And some of it's just like, it's, some of it's encouraging to like to uh, the other black people. Because I don't know how many people who's like, oh, you doing this? Okay, I'm going to get my passport. Like, some people don't even have passports. Right, you know I mean? right. I'm going to get my passport, you know? So, and, and the thing is, is, and then just kind of like realizing like, Oh, you see all these people that are not black who are who are traveling. Like they're thinking like, oh, it's hard, or it's or it's this. It's like, no, you book a flight, you right? Should, usually, <laughs> but usually book a flight to a place that doesn't require a visa. That's just <laughs> that's just the whole thing you don't have to deal with. And then just like, get your passport. That's super easy. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's not that hard. You or you just book an inclusive something. Like you start small, or something, right? Right. So um, I think it's a couple things. Like again school systems are hard and a lot of like especially what's going on now with like the education system and the education czar czar who's who's there now like it it looks a little bleak and people are like you know what i'm i'm good i'm good you know what i mean you know i love that you say that because i it's hard it's not hard it's it's one of the things that i'm trying not to judge as well but um, I do see this this snobbish type of travel, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to black people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way that you just worded it, I, I completely agree with the fact that, you know, when you're able to live a lifestyle in another country mm-hmm. that you're not even privy to being able to live mm-hmm. in the States. Like when you look at the systemic issues of, you know, something as simple as being in L.A. and there's certain mm-hmm. bars and clubs that you can't even get into if exactly. you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then you go somewhere like Abu Dhabi and it's like, yeah, I'm here in Futures on the stage yeah. performing and I'm right here, you know, slapping fives yeah. and taking videos. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's a whole different economic mm-hmm. status. Yeah. 
you know, in another country because even when it comes to, you know, like you said, some certain schools, you have people that are from that country that are seen as a lower status than you are being this African-American American, yeah. you know, person mm -hmm. who has been hired to do a specific something, right? Yeah. So you already come in with a type of hierarchy that you don't even have access to in your native country. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I've never really thought of it that way because I do look at it as like this snobbish, you know, like you said, oh, counting countries. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some people are like, yeah, I've been to 35 countries. Mm -hmm. I've been to 18 countries. You know, I'm kicking it. Mm -hmm. But then it's like what would you be doing at home? Like you're having a life that you yeah. probably wouldn't even be having yeah. in your native country. Exactly. That passport, our passport is powerful. Yeah. You know, our passport is extremely powerful. Like when even like, but you know, travel is traveling around like, oh, I'll take a visa from here. I'll take a visa from here. But it's also um, like our passport, but also our accent is powerful too. Because the thing is like, you're in America, you black. Right. Like, <laughs> stop lawyering. Are you going to buy something? You know what I mean? Don't it's, stand here five minutes. Yeah. But the second you, the second you open up your mouth and then say, okay, I'm African, so I ain't talking about my African. It's like my daddy from Ghana. <laughs> but the thing is, the second you open up your mouth, say, like, you in, you're, if I'm in China, if I'm in um, Dubai or Kuwait or whatever, the second I open up my mouth and they realize that there's no African accent that comes out, and, oh, you're American. Oh, miss. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a whole different, oh, and the thing is, or if I go up to, I'm about to catch a flight and I don't say anything and then they're acting a certain way. You know, I got my, my, um, my, my turban on. They're thinking I'm straight from the motherland. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then I put down my passport. Oh, all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's something. So you know what I mean? Like th that feeling is a little intoxicating. It's a little seductive yeah. in the sense of like, oh, you're going to treat me the way I, the way, you know, white folks can treat Yes. You know what I mean? Oh I get treated goodness. like white folks. Yes. You know I mean? Yes. It's a little intoxicating. Yes. But the thing is, I don't accept that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I well, well, it's not, well, yeah. I, I'm not taking your words yeah. from you, but, you know, it, it's not necessarily how I'm being treated, how the white people are being treated. Yeah. I'm being treated like a human. human. Yeah. Like I exist, mm -hmm. right? Because, I'm, and, and, and it's hard to... To speak of experiences that I haven't really encountered myself, but mm -hmm. the experiences that we as a group yeah. experience, because I think that, you know, being in a space where, you know, you you are privy to like an educational setting where, mm -hmm. you know, it's based on the degree you have yeah. or whatever, like some 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 places aren't so embedded in race. Yeah. Um, so I know what what we as a people experience, but sometimes mm -hmm. I can say, well, I really haven't experienced that. Yeah. But it is something about being an American yep. abroad. Mm -hmm. And it, it regardless of what color you are, yep. like we were just never experienced. We, yep. we weren't exposed to that. Mm -hmm. So now that we have this like liberated experience and even, even talking about your experience in China, mm -hmm. it's still like, but I can choose to go to Thailand. Yeah. Or I can choose, you know, to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I know where people will treat me better. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not forced to be in this space right yeah. but in america we're forced to be african-american yeah. yeah and so there's a th there's a thing where um like again as like when you said well why would you choose to stay whatever again it's not that bad like my life isn't at risk in right china right i mean there's a lot of stuff like you go to jail for china for like dumb things whatever but <laughs> you know what i mean like that's less likely than if i'm in the states for example i live in a very in the states i live in a very affluent neighborhood 
You know what I mean? Yeah. In the states, whatever. Uh, Apple middle class, whatever. And the grocery store is literally down the down the street. I can see it. It's lit up. It'll probably take me five to ten minutes to walk there. Completely lit up. I can see it. I look at that grocery store, and if it's nine o'clock, I will not walk there. And and there's there's no I don't there's no crime there, or whatever. But I will not walk there. Mm-hmm. When I was living in, in Kuwait. I can't see it. I know where it is, but it's like, it's probably like a, probably 10, 15 minute walk. I know where it is. I, and I can walk there. I'll probably walk there maybe like 11 at night or 2 a.m. It's 24 hours. Why am I walking over there that time? I don't know. Don't, <laughs> don't question my life choices. <laughs> but the thing is, I know I'm safe. Yeah. And even though I get sexually harassed, like they'll say some things to me, but they won't ever touch me. Mm-hmm. The thing is in America, there's random crime. And there's random stuff that they can happen to, like random racism. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, there's that. Whereas here, it's like, oh, I know I might have to do with some, like, some mess of, like, you know, um, structurally, they may not have all their stuff together. They may, like, say something, say something like, you mean, like, stereotypically racist, whatever. But it's like, it's it's very little than what I actually have to do with, like, being a black person in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd rather take this struggle. It's not even really a struggle. It's, like, more of an annoyance. You know what I mean? Right. Like a cultural annoyance, you know what I mean? Than having to like, oh, just being black is hard. You know what I mean? Like when you're in a grocery store, like I don't know if you had had to do this, but when you're in a, if I'm in a grocery store in the states and I'm still programmed in a sense to do this, I will not go into a store unless I know I'm going to buy something because I don't want anybody to walk around and try to follow, follow you. Me. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas like I'm yeah. like I don't care. I'm staying here all day. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy anything. You know. Yeah, yeah, I just, I feel like now I'm, and it's, it's unfortunate because I feel like I am always on guard now because mm-hmm. I've been back home for about two years now. Mm-hmm. And it is that if I walk in a store and I even feel like I, I see you looking at me, mm-hmm. if I feel your eyes on mm-hmm. me, I'm just angry. Yeah. No, I don't need help. Thank yeah. you, but no thank you. Actually, I know what I'm getting. And it's like, you hate to yeah. be that way. Yeah. But it's like, I know what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Why me? Yeah. Why she over there putting stuff in her pocket? Yeah. You worried about me right here. You're missing a rotisserie chicken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But also, you brought this up um, earlier this morning. You were talking about, um, and I, I noticed this. Um, when I was little, I watched the Josephine Baker story. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. how, you know, she went off to France, went off to London, Switzerland, and all that stuff, you know? And she was basically saying, like, I'm over there because they treat me like they put me on the stage. I don't have to go through the back door. I don't mm-hmm. have to do this. I don't have to do that. And so I remember that that left a, like a significant impression on me when I was when I was uh, little, from when I was older, and I, when I finally got to Europe, and I was like, oh, she. That's what Josephine was saying. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I am. I am one of you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like that. That was right now. I'm not going to sugarcoat. Like there is racism everywhere. So yeah, like, yeah. Like, we're black. all racist. Yeah, I mean, especially towards black people, there is a level of just like, mm, no, you can't come to this establishment, especially some clubs in town don't let black men in there. You know, in the Southeast Asia, they don't let black men um, in a lot of establishments because some of the white males or Asian males don't like it. You know, so there, there is that. <laughs> oh, goodness. There is that. Oh, you know? goodness. But um, but it's it's less. And right. it's like you didn't know you don't know how nice it is to deal with less. Like I'll take less. Right, right. You know, like you right. don't like me over here. It's cool. Right. <laughs> In a perfect world there will be none, but yeah, less this, is better. This is less. This is less. So like that's that's been great. So let's hit the last question. This has been a wonderful interview. Thank you. So 
if you were speaking to someone right now who was on the edge about making the decision to go and pursue something in education abroad, whether it be counseling, teaching, whatever, mm-hmm. what piece of advice do you have to share? Piece, like a slice? Like right. Like, <laughs> Just I don't know a you small slice. I don't know. I, Just I a like, small you know, seconds and thirds. <laughs> um... um just make sure, like, you sort yourself out because I know there's a lot of people who, who like, I feel like black people, like, we're very, we have, like, we have, like, this family. You know what I mean? Like, you have this big family where we have, like, this attachment to family. You see what I mean? Like, so it's like maybe we don't want to leave, like, maybe somebody in the lurch or we don't want to, um, we don't want to stop having, um, like, Christmases or something like, like, you know I mean? Like, family's, like, a big thing for black Africans. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's, for well, that's like that's our thing, you know what I mean? And so, there's I feel like a lot of us are not going because maybe like we feel guilty for leaving them behind. behind. It's like, ain't nobody ever gone off before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's just kind of like just make sure like you you clean up, not clean up, but just make sure you're you're sorted before you leave. And like, hey, I'm going here, and then possibly you know, I'm gonna have you guys come over, I'm gonna send you guys pictures, and da 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 da. I mean, just like make sure you're. You're 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 okay to leave. I don't know if that's my piece of my piece of advice. It is. That's but what I, was on your heart. Yeah. Or maybe or just again, no, just go. If you don't yeah. like it, go home. Right. But my thing is, like, at least try to do a year. At least try to do a year, um, because I mean, we should really do your contract, which <laughs> right. is, is usually two years, which is usually two years if you're in education. But I'm like. But again, if like if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it, right? You know, right? You don't have to. So I'm saying, go do it. It's something you talk about your credentials. Oh, I get to live and I'll be gone mm. for one year of my life. I'm like that sounds cool, girl, baby. Back in 2015, <laughs> your grandma <laughs> on a yacht on a boat, <laughs> drinking that champagne, right? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Yolanda. This interview has been amazing and fun. And now we have to finish up our time in... The Bengal. Bengal. All righty. Bye, y'all. Before you go, don't forget that you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at abroad underscore in underscore ed. And you can always find me on my website, www.abroadeneducation.com.